Good morning. My name is Father Michael Sclafani. I'm the rector at Holy Cross Anglican Church in Sanger, California. And my wife, Pepe, and I would like to welcome you into our home as we worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness using the service of morning prayer. If you have a 2019 Book of Common Prayer, the service begins on page 11. And this is the edition that I expect most of you will be using. And so as we move through the service, I'll be referencing page numbers from the 2019 Book of Common Prayer. But if you have a 1979 Book of Common Prayer, the service begins on page 41. And if you have a 1928 Book of Common Prayer, the service begins on page six. Now, while the language in each of these editions is slightly different, the service is essentially the same, and so you should have little to no trouble following along. As you do, I encourage you to join in by praying the responses out loud. Another uh, option is an excellent online version of the 2019 Book of Common Prayer Daily Office, and that can be found at www.dailyoffice2019.com. That's actually the version Pepe and I will be using this morning on our cell phones and tablets. And so let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Let us humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And apart from your grace, there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent according to your promises, declared to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Grant to your faithful people, merciful Lord, pardon and peace, that we may be cleansed from all our sins and serve you with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. O Lord, open our lips. And our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. The Venite, we'll pray this together. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. O come, come let, let us adore him. O come, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the depths of the earth, and the heights of the hills are also his. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, 
when your fathers tested me and put me to the proof. Though they had seen my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, of whom I swore in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. O come, let us adore him. The Psalms that are appointed for today are Psalm 52, 53, and 54, and they begin on page 335. And we'll pray these Psalms in unison together. So I'll just give you a minute to find those Psalms. And we'll pray these Psalms together. Why do you boast, you tyrants, that you can do evil? Whereas the goodness of God endures all the day long. Your tongue devises wickedness, and with lies you cut like a sharp razor. You have, lied on, you have loved unrighteousness more than goodness, and to utter lies more than truth. You have loved to speak all words that hurt. Oh, you deceitful tongue. Therefore, God shall destroy you forever. He shall catch you and pluck you out of your dwelling. And the root out, out of the land of the living. The righteous also shall see this and fear, and shall, shall laugh him to scorn. Behold, this is the one who did not take God for his strength, but trusted in the multitude of his riches, and relied on his wickedness. As for me, I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. My trust is in the tender mercy of God forever and ever. I will always give thanks unto you for what you have done, and I will declare your name among the faithful, for it is good. The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt and have become abominable in their wickedness. There is none that does good. God looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any who would understand and seek after God. But they have all gone astray. They have altogether become abominable. There is none that does good, no, not one. Have they no knowledge, all the workers of evil, who eat up my people as they would eat bread and call not upon God? They were afraid where no fear was, for God has broken the bones of those who beseech you. You have put them to shame, because God has rejected them. Oh, the salvation will be given unto Israel out of Zion. Oh, that God would deliver his people out of captivity, and then shall Jacob rejoice, and Israel shall be glad. Save me, O God, for your name's sake, and avenge me in your strength. Hear my prayer, O God, and hearken to the words of my mouth. For the arrogant have risen up against me, and tyrants who do not have God before their eyes seek after my life. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is he who upholds my life. He shall repay the evil of my enemies. O destroy them in your faithfulness. A free will offering will I give you. And praise your name, O Lord, because it is good. For he has delivered me out of all my trouble. And my eye has seen the ruin of my enemies. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be. World without end. Amen. The first lesson this morning is a reading from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, beginning 
in the third chapter at the first verse. For this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner for Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. To me, though I am very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things, so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. So I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is your glory. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant to you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Te Deum Latimus is found on page 17. And we'll pray this together. We praise you, O God. We acclaim you as Lord. All creation worships you, the Father everlasting. To you, all angels, all the powers of heaven, the cherubim and seraphim, sing an endless praise. Holy, 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 Lord God of power and might, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. The glorious company of apostles praise you. The noble fellowship of prophets praise you. The white-robed army of martyrs praise you. And throughout the world, the Holy Church acclaims you. Father of majesty unbounded, your true and only Son, worthy of all praise, and the Holy Spirit, advocate and guide. You, Christ, are the King of glory, the eternal Son of the Father. When you took our flesh, you set us free. You humbly chose the virgin's womb. You overcame the sting of death and opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. You are seated at God's right hand in glory. We believe that you will come to be our judge. Come then, Lord, and help your people, bought with the price of your own blood. 
and bring us with your saints to glory everlasting. Save your people, Lord, and bless your inheritance. Govern and uphold them now and always. Day by day we bless you. We praise your name forever. Keep us today, Lord, from all sin. Have mercy on us, Lord, have mercy. Lord, show us your love and mercy, for we have put our trust in you. In you, Lord, is our hope. Let us never be put to shame. The second lesson is from the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew, beginning with the 25th chapter at the 31st verse. Jesus said, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another, as a, sep as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. And then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me. and Sick in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will also answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? And then he will answer them, saying, Truly, I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Benedictus is found on page 19. And we'll pray this together. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way. To give, to give his, his people, people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. And the tender compassion of our God, 
dawn, dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Before we move on to the Apostles' Creed, I want to take a few minutes and share my thoughts on the lessons, in particular on the um, on the gospel lesson today. So right now, we live in uh, what some might call interesting times. Some might call it scary times. We have uh, this coronavirus to deal with. And people have, some people have asked me, do you think this is the, uh, the end times? So I think this is the time when Jesus is coming back. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Jesus himself tells us that he doesn't even know the day that he's coming back. But let's put into context first today's gospel lesson, which, as we just heard, came from uh, the 25th chapter of the gospel according to Matthew. So today's gospel lesson, it takes place on Tuesday during Holy Week. And we know that because um, the next chapter, Matthew 26, at verse 1, it says that when Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said to his disciples, and the sayings they're referring to, he's referring to is what we just read. When he finished these sayings, he said to his disciples, you know that after two days the Passover is coming, and the Son of Man will be delivered up to be crucified. Now, it's important for us to remember that when Jesus does come back, he's going to come back in the same way that he was taken. He's going to physically return to this earth. Acts 1, verse 11 says, Men of Galilee, they said, Why do you stand here looking up into the sky? The same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way that you have seen him go into heaven. And this, of course, was right after, immediately after uh, Jesus's ascension into heaven. And it's going to be a pretty powerful event, a loud event. Matthew 24, the chapter just before our gospel lesson today, at verse 29, says, Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from heaven, and the powers of heaven will be shaken. Then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man. And then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Sounds pretty loud to me. Now this is an area, this next part I'm going to talk about, though, is is something I think that too many uh, people, especially Christians, um, seem to have a, a, a wrong idea about. And this is the resurrection at the end of time. The scriptures tell us that all will rise from the dead, not just believers, but all will rise from the dead. John chapter 5, verse 28 and 29 says, Do not marvel at this, 
for the hour is coming when all who are in the tombs, all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. So all will rise. First Thessalonians at chapter four says, according to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left till the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. They'll rise first, will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And, and so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. Now, brothers, about times and dates, we do not need to write to you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly, and as labor pains on a pregnant woman, they will not escape. But you, brothers, are not in darkness, so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You know, in the scriptures, many, many times we're referred to, we believers are referred to as sheep. In particular, Ezekiel refers to us as sheep in chapter 34. But in today's gospel lesson that we read just a few moments ago, Matthew 25, Jesus said, when the son of man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he's gonna place the sheep on his right, and then he's gonna place the goats on his left. And then the king will say to those that are on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you before the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me, sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. And then the righteous, those on his right, will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you a drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you and naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. So Jesus is, is telling them, these, the ones on my right, these sheep, believers, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. As you treated the church, the body of Christ, you treated me. And then he will say to those that are on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty. Um, you did not give me food, sorry. I was thirsty and you did not give me drink. I was a stranger. You did not welcome me. Naked, you didn't clothe me. Sick and in prison and you didn't visit me. And then they also will answer saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? And then he'll answer them saying, truly, I say to you, 
as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. So again, the question, when will this happen? Uh, some have said we're seeing it full unfold before our eyes right now. Uh, I think that's possible, but I think people are just being anxious right now. Matthew 24. But concerning the day and the hour, no one knows. This is Jesus speaking. Not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. For as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark. And they were unaware until the flood came and swept them away. And so will it be at the coming of the Son of Man. So what does this mean for us today? Well, it means we need to be ready. Ready all the time. Matthew 24, verse 42. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have left the house to be broken in. Therefore also you must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So be ready. Be ready with your relationship with the Lord. And don't worry. And when he comes, at the end of time, to judge both the living and the dead, all will be made new. Revelation 21 says at verse 1, Then I saw a new heaven. This is John's incredible revelation when the Lord allowed him to see past that veil and to peek into heaven. He saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. So here again, we are talking about the church, the bride of Christ, a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. Heaven and earth will touch. Creation will be made whole and right and new once again, just like it was for Adam and Eve in the garden just before the fall. He will wipe every, every tear away from their eyes and death shall be no more, neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give from the spring of water of life without payment. To one who conquers will have his heritage and I will be his God and he will be my son. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexual, immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and liars, he's talking about all those goats that were on his left. 
their portion will be the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. But look at the glory that awaits the sheep, all the true believers. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 4. And when Christ, the chief shepherd, appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. So my brothers and sisters in Christ, this is not a time to be anxious. Just like any day, any day, this is a time to be ready for the Lord. And you're ready for the Lord in your heart. Not in your mind, but in your heart. Be ready for the Lord by being right with your relationship with him. By believing that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And that no one comes to the Father except through Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now let's continue with the Apostles' Creed as we profess the summary of our faith. And that's found on page 20 in your 2019 Book of Common Prayer. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and was seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show your mercy upon us. And grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide those who govern us. And lead us in the way of justice and truth. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. And let your people sing with joy. O Lord, save your people. And bless your inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. And defend us by your mighty power. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten. Nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God and take not your Holy Spirit from us. And the collect for today is the collect for the fourth Sunday in Lent. Gracious Father, whose blessed Son, Jesus Christ, came down from heaven to be the true bread which gives life to the world, evermore give us this bread, that he may live in us and we in him, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. O God, our King, by the resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, on the first day of the week, you conquered sin, put death to flight, and gave us the hope of everlasting life. Redeem all our days by this victory, 
Forgive our sins, banish our fears, make us bold to praise you and to do your will, and steal us to wait for the consummation of your kingdom on the last great day. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. And a prayer for missions. O God, you have given, you have made of one blood all the peoples of the earth and sent your blessed Son to preach peace to those who are far off and to those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold, pour out your spirit upon all flesh, and hasten the coming of your kingdom. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now this time, I invite you to lift up either verbally or silently your own additional prayers of intercession, petition, or thanksgiving. pray at this time for um, lift up Kathy and Rudy and Pat Don Charles and Mary lift up Stephen and Vincent and Diane Andrew Olivia we lift up those that are suffering uh, that are either uh, have been somehow affected in a profound way by this uh, coronavirus. I pray for peace for all of us who, uh, in different parts of the nation or even different parts of the world that are under self-quarantine or ordered to stay where they are. Just pray that uh, you remind us, Lord, that this is a perfect time to get closer to you. Thank you for the rain that you sent the other day and for the rain that's coming this week and for all the blessings that you shower down upon us. At this time, I'd invite you to join me in praying the general thanksgiving that's found on page 25. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all, for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies, that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered in his name, you will grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to thank you for worshiping with us today. I pray that you are blessed by your participation and that you'll be able to join us again next Sunday at 9.30 a.m. In the meantime, I bid your continued prayers for the church, for our nation, our president, and for the world. 
May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.